0: hi welcome to two towns over this show is made possible by our patrons if you want to monetarily support the show we're at patreon.com slash two towns over if you can't support us financially then you can support us algorithmically by liking rating and sharing thanks enjoy the show
1: I think uh, coming out of the ground, if water is involved. <laughs> okay. Great. Not sure how that's going. Could be flower petals, but
2: that's way too many flower petals with no flowers around. Welcome, everybody. We're just going to jump right in. It's to- an
0: After Dark episode. It is
2: After Dark, so you should know because you heard that theme music you haven't heard in the better part of almost a year now, I'm sure. Because I don't remember when it was we did Junko Furuta.
0: Was that our last that After was our Dark? was our last After Dark. Yeah, I we still... needed that cool-down period. Then. <laughs> I, dude, I've been thinking about her
1: for the last few weeks. Yeah. Like, for real. Like, that
0: shit was fucked up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, I feel like we're going to get a lot more... Forgive me, please. I feel like we're going to get a lot more comedy out of Ed Gein. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's it's because he's the perpetrator not the victim well and, and it's the fact that most of his victims uh in the same way that a lot of tansler was very very funny because yeah. his only real victim was already dead right. by the time the the fucked up shit started happening um on the opposite end, Fish was terrifying because everybody was alive when yeah, he was doing horrible, children. horrible things to them. And and they were children, yeah. yeah. So with Ed Gein, it's going to be a little bit easier because I don't want to get too deep into it because we'll save it for big <laughs> yeah, reveals later. But... Josh
2: loves joshing his own.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's and I haven't, I haven't even written it and I would already be joshing it. It's because Josh it's because Josh
1: loves serial killers like in an unhealthy way. No.
0: No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> He idolizes them and he wants no, no, to be no, no, just no, like no, them. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> now, when I did when I was young, like when I was really young and I first started getting into serial killers cuz when I was growing up, like my mom was always watching like ID Discovery and mm-hmm. just true crime shit on the TV all the time. My dad called it dead people shows. Yep. <laughs> um And I started to get interested in serial killers. I, like, caught myself when when I was, like, 14 or whatever. And I'm like, is it okay? Like, is it healthy that I'm looking at crime scene photos from Ed Gein's house? (laughs) Is this going to be a formative thing for me? I hope not. I, in
1: my opinion... Now, this is just my opinion. I Uh, I don't have any degrees or nothing like that. So, But in my opinion, I think the, the line is... When it stops becoming a fascinating thought experiment for you. Like, for me, if I was looking at crime scene photos, I would be in too deep at that point. Because what I am actually interested in is not seeing any of it. It's learning about why...
0: These people do the things they do, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we're gonna we're gonna get into the early life for today's episode, but um, or at least trying to figure it out because nobody really
1: knows even still.
0: Yeah, when I was young. I liked to see the crime scene videos, but this was the era of unmonitored internet access. Oh yeah, that was back when people would scream out world star for videos. No, it was before that even. It was back it was back in like the early live leak and Damn, the- you're talking about live leak days, yeah, buddy. I saw it, a
1: dude die from a gunshot
0: wound. Like best gore type shit. Oh man.
2: Back in the day. I yeah. remember best gore. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. See, That's I, a... I
1: remember Rotten.com. I remember Rotten.com. Rotten. Rotten. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's... then Break.com when it was we moved
0: on to the comedy era of the internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, it's as an adult now, like, I was doing all this Ed Gein research, and I saw crime scene photos that just happened to be, like, in articles that I was reading about it. But I, you know, I, I never once typed in Ed Gein crime scene photos. Yeah. It, I only need to hear descriptions of these things at almost 27 years old. I'm I'm
2: done seeing them. So, yeah, in case you're not up to par on everything, uh, we're talking about Ed Gein for the next couple weeks. Um, Josh's favorite serial killer. And I also <laughs> resent the term
0: favorite serial killer, but he is the most <laughs> interesting to me. That's close to favorite. That's favorite just carries that That's favorite adjacent like idolization, almost, which is not what it is whatsoever. I just think it's very, very interesting. It's, it's a
2: fascination, yeah. exactly. Look, uh, just because you're one step below Zach Bag- Bagans. I'll so. put
0: my dick in him. In who? Zach Bagans. Okay. To assert dominance.
2: He's got the cauldron. I'll... Put my dick in the cauldron. Okay. You do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, all I can think about is Dick in a Box right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> it's my dick in a cauldron. Uh huh. It's my dick in Zach Bagan's.
2: So, you know, Josh wrote the script because it has a title. Yes, it does. And that title is The Guy Who Inspired a Blind Melon Song and Who also Are did you? Some other stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, I'm Father Donathan. I'm uh,
1: the Holy Reuben, I think,
2: is what I decided on. And I am Josh the Son. Yes, there you go. And uh, so, yeah, so the title this week is The Guy Who Inspired a Blind Melon Song and Also Did Some Other Stuff.
0: Blind Melons? Blind is that Melon. that punk? No, 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 no. What well, is that? I, they were... Alternative? They were alternative. It's ah. that song, No Rain. Yeah, that hippie song.
2: All I can say is that my life is really? pretty plain. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was their big mainstream success song. What? They also have a song that was about Ed Gein called Skinned. I think you'll have to probably edit this out for copyright, but uh, I'll just play like a little bit of it. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Wow!
1: (laughs) That was not just a song. That was like I am Ed Gein for this song.
0: Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was from from the perspective of Ed Gein. Uh. Uh Oh. Oh. Good. Spotify doesn't show me the lyrics to this. (laughs) <laughs> I was I was going to read some more of them but <laughs> go to genius. Let's see. And the song is not historically accurate of course, but
1: uh What? The kazoo song? <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: well while you're looking that up. No, I, I just found it, but go ahead. Well while you're looking... yeah. Uh real quick so we you know, we don't do this at the end when people drop off. Uh the final tally for the love has one cult, uh, the audience gave it a score of sixty-five. Oh wow! And we gave it a score of sixty-four. So all total, love is one is a sixty-four point five. Which uh, is...
0: I think we round <coughs> up. We round up. Sorry, it's yeah, a sixty-five. So let's call it a sixty-five. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, we'll go with the audience score, basically. Just like math, point five equals one up. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a handful or more. Carry it next door, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was that was a flash from the fucking past. The chorus is, when will I realize that this skin I'm in, hey, it isn't mine? And when will the kill be too much meat for me to hide? Uh, wow. Hey, I could really use a couple of hands to complete one hell of a plant stand. Oh, and don't you know that I'm caught here in the middle making rib cages into coffee tables? I'm just making them into coffee tables. Wow. Wow. He <laughs> sounded so happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> It was. What did he
1: say? Like I'm just here carving out your nipple, like, carving out
0: your navel, navel, navel. Yes. So the FBI defines
1: a. That's. Ser- f- f- why did he sound so
0: happy about it? Ed Gein was moderately happy to be doing
2: what he did. Uh, 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 no way! <laughs> <laughs> so the FBI defines a serial killer as a person who murders three or more people in a period of over a month, with a cooling down time between murders. For a serial killer, the murders must be separate events, which are most often driven by a psychological thrill or pleasure. However, there is one man who is almost always defined as a serial killer, despite having only two confirmed kills. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Hold on.
1: I was already, I was already, like, blown away. I thought it was, like, fucking five or ten. No, It's three?
0: Ed Gein is famously, uh, the the only quote unquote serial killer who only has who has less than the required three uh, confirmed confirmed murders. kills yeah mm-hmm. so so so
1: let, let me see if I understand the criteria is it's three murders uh-huh. in, in a span of over a month over a month
2: mm-hmm. with a cooling down period between murders
1: between murders so it's like and it's, so it has to be three separate murders yes. from f- for more than a month.
0: Yeah. You can't you can't put three people in a room, put a bullet in their head and call yourself a serial killer. No, that that seems that's a mass murderer. murderer.
1: Exactly. But I did but then that would mean also that if you say shot put three people in three different rooms and shot one of them three days it's in a e- row. Every every that's... two weeks. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I was going to say, like, a mass murderer would still be if you shot one person Monday, one person Tuesday, one person Wednesday. That I think that's gray area. That's, like, that gray point. area, but, I mean, like, if we're labeling it, that feels... I don't know what the fuck you would call that. A maniac, obviously. That's, well,
2: yeah. <laughs> <A> <laughs> See, I always thought a serial killer had a pattern.
0: Not necessarily. Uh, so the pattern doesn't have anything to do with what defines them as a serial killer. It's more just that all serial killers do have patterns. They just happen to have.
1: Yeah. It's just a trait of serial killers not a requirement to be one. Th-
0: everything that I'm saying here for the most part I learned from uh, Mindhunter and uh, just various other Which informational,
1: now that I'm thinking about it, even if your thing was that same thing, you're murdering at least three people in more than a month, but they're separate events. Mm -hmm. um, If you're doing each murder in a different way, that can still be your M.O. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, because like uh, Richard Ramirez didn't have, he, I mean, he would stab, shoot. Sure 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 the the method of murder
0: doesn't have to be consistent at all to be cuz the the MO can be almost anything the MO can be the profile of the victim yeah, it, it can be what happens to the victim after they're dead. But, again, that doesn't actually have anything to do with what defines them as a serial killer. Yeah. That's just the psychological aspect of people who, who become, serial, become killers, serial killers. That they all tend to have these patterns, and they are almost always, in some way, shape, or form,
2: sexually motivated. All right. So, Gein manages to clear the bar and be discussed and compared with killers that have death tolls more than five times his own based on pure shock value alone. That being said, along with the implied content warning that comes with all of our After Dark episodes, be warned. We're not pulling punches here. If you aren't okay with hearing about some of the most gruesome acts ever carried out on deceased bodies, no one will blame me for skipping this series. If you didn't, like... Tansler. Tansler, you're probably not gonna like this. No, no, this
1: even is, more. this is uh, this
0: more is more. Gru- it's more grisly. Than even Tansler. more than
1: Tansler, you're not gonna like
0: this. Yeah. Um, also, before we get Ow. any deeper into it, uh, sources. I listened to the entire three-part episode uh, or three-part series from last podcast on the left. They had the best information on this. Um, I also used their book that Don got me for Christmas last year. The last book on the left, yes. I finally took it out from underneath <laughs> my rur, and I, I, used, I used it for research, um, as well as uh, allthat'sinteresting.com. It's such a wide collection of different articles. And yeah, you can find a lot
2: more when you're doing something big like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like Love Has One where yeah. I was lucky to find a Rolling Stone write-up on it that yeah. I could use as a source. Um It was mostly last podcast and last book on the left that I got the really good information from. Plus, um, there was a documentary. It was like Murder in Wisconsin, something like that. I watched that. Uh, I tried to watch The Butcher of Plainfield, the movie. Um, It's just a dramatization, and it just – it watches like a shitty horror movie. It was so bad. What about the musical? I did not watch the musical. <laughs> I, I did not watch Ed Gein the musical. I hate.
1: I hate people. <laughs>
0: I hate it. I hate it. It's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean when I say that I think we're gonna get more comedy out of Ed Gein than we did, for example, Fish. Because there's so some stupid. something about Gein in the cultural zeitgeist. If you want to know what the, the the line is, that's the line. <laughs> that's if you if
1: you have willingly seen Ed Gein the musical, not for research purposes, what the fuck is wrong? Go to therapy. Go to therapy. I,
2: I don't like you calling me out like that. Go to therapy. <laughs> I'll watch it just because it's bad. That's different, and you know it.
0: <laughs> I mean, um, I'm assuming it's bad. I will, oh, buddy. Uh, it just, in order to uh, it can't be good. Break up some of the more gruesome parts. Um, there is a cultural phenomenon that happened after uh, Ed Gein's house and everything in it hit the news, um, called Geeners. Oh, Jesus. They're just Edgeen jokes. Oh no. Geener, Geener, Geener. And so uh <laughs> if if we get It was really bad because I just thought Wiener Wiener Edgeen Deener. Dice. <laughs> <laughs> if if we get to points that are that are particularly rough, you, you let me know and I will pull up a a good old fashioned geener like this one, which is uh what did
2: Ed Edgeen say as the hearse passed by? Dig you later, baby. Oh, my God. So, as Josh often prefers to do, we'll be, we'll be beginning this story at its end, <laughs> meaning that the trigger warning we gave you 15 minutes ago starts now. <laughs> Ruben's dead now.
1: It's because I was not expecting
2: that archaic-ass <laughs> language. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the cold evening... <laughs> Dig you later, baby. <laughs> on the cold evening of November 16th, 1957, in Plainfield, Wisconsin... Police arrived to search the Gein household in connection with the disappearance of local shop owner Bernice Warden. Yeah, get ready to stop laughing for a minute. Surrounded by an unkempt field of two-foot-tall grass, the otherwise unassuming two-story farmhouse was about to become a waking nightmare for a group of small-town police officers who had no idea how deep they were in over their heads. I did have that wrong. It was actually only two officers
0: showed it. It was the sheriff and um, uh, one of his deputies, I do believe. Technically, it's a group.
2: Yeah. When, when it, am, it was discovered...
1: Damn, 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 No, three's a crowd, Don. Right, but two's
2: <laughs> company, which makes it a group.
1: No, two's company makes it you and your homie hanging out. It's
2: uh-huh. not... Three's company. Two. Two's company, but three's a crowd. Is the saying. Right, but he's saying three's company from the TV show. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> so, when it was discovered that the front and back doors of the home were locked, police entered a small shed attached to the house. And that's a point of contention, weirdly, too, because I have so many
0: different sources that I went through for this. Some people are like, there was a barn not attached to the house. Some people are like, it's a shed that was attached to the house. Uh, Last podcast said it was a cellar. But the most consistent one that I saw was that it was a shed probably attached to the
2: house. Well, there you go. So there was no electricity in the home, so the officers navigated their way inside with only flashlights to guide them. What year is this again, please? 1957. Thank you. While making his way inside, Sheriff Arthur Arthur Schley Schley. felt something brush up against him. Upon shining his flashlight to see what it was, he would see Bernice's body hung from the ceiling by her ankles, which had been penetrated by a three-foot-long crossbar. Her arms were tied to the crossbar as well, and the body had been opened from crotch to sternum and disemboweled. Bernice's body was drained of blood and completely decapitated. Schley ran outside and was, by all accounts, violently, violently sick on the lawn. Giener, please. Yeah. <laughs> I was
1: gonna say a joke right before you started the description of the gruesome scene. Yeah. Um, which his name is Schley, Schley. and I, I was gonna say that's
0: my that's my favorite druid cantrip, Schleyley. Well the next uh, the next joke on the list that I found actually is perfect for this one what did ed gein say to
2: the sheriff who arrested him have a heart oh my oh. god <laughs> so upon further inspection of the main house police would pull apart two disgusting old mattresses causing a steaming burlap sack to roll out looking inside the officers pulled out a the officer pulled out a 2 foot length of twine Connected to two nails driven into the ear canals of Ber- Bernice Warden's head, Jesus fuck, yeah. Which had been made ready for display. The rest of the pieces of Warden's body would be found scattered around the house. In addition to finding Warden's body in so many different pieces, police stumbled across a number of other horrific mementos, which we will get to discuss in full when the story circles back. That's
0: when I say pieces of her were found all over the house. I mean like her heart was in a saucepan on the stove, which made a lot of people think that uh Edgean was a cannibal. Yeah. He was not, actually. Edgean did not eat the bodies whatsoever.
2: He just Martha Stewarded them.
0: Uh he didn't even really do that. It's most of the, the reason that it would have been in a saucepan would have been because he was gonna do something to cure it to use it for some
2: kind of display piece. Right, he was gonna Martha Stewart it.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'd, turn I, it into I think, decor.
2: I think Martha Stewart liked cooking. Oh no, I think decor and stuff like that.
1: Because yeah, Martha Stewart is more decor for me, and Paula Deen is the cook
0: one. Yeah, well, Martha Stewart has all of the uh, the like frozen food stuff now. So yeah. Uh...
2: <clears throat> so aside from the dead bodies, police were terrified to see the, see the state of squalor that the house was in. There were next to no sections of visible floor that were not covered in discarded food cans and scraps of discarded food, as well as general trash and debris, the likes of which put any episode of hoarders to shame. The windows were so caked with grime that even during broad daylight, little light was allowed to shine in. But perhaps most ominously, police found boarded up doors which appeared to have not been opened in years. But let's not get any further ahead of ourselves. You've had a teaser, so now let's discuss the long series of events that led us to the genuine House of Horrors. And this one, I think this episode is going to be a little bit shorter
0: um, because we're we're getting all the buildup today. We're going to get all of the, the family history that kind of led Ed Gein to become the Ed Gein that we all know today. Oh, say it, and love. No, and love. No, 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 nope nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> do not love it's, he is one of the saddest serial killer cases though which we're gonna see today yeah. I mean, it's still awful but i think what ends up happening at the end was probably correct
2: i don't know what happens at the end so. neither do i well we'll find out yeah, together i'm, gonna, I'm gonna do my best to not spoil anything <laughs> this time so the full story of ed gein begins quite some time before his birth with his mother augusta now, Augusta was the definition of a domineering matriarch. One could almost call her a misandrist, if not for her equal hatred of other women. So she was just a misanthrope.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She fucking
2: hated everybody. I feel that. So believe the wor- she believed the <laughs> not world... like that, you don't. No. <clears throat> <laughs> she believed the world outside of her own home was rife with sin. A devout Lutheran, Augusta believed that life was meant to be full of hard work, that enjoyment of anything aside from the Bible was sinful sex for any purpose aside from strictly in the name of procreation, was loathsome, and that all women, save for her, were harlots and temptresses. Wow. (laughs) Listen, I don't think that's exactly what Lutherans believe.
0: No, 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 no. It's Uh, it's not, it's not. She called herself a Lutheran. She said that she was a devout Lutheran. Um, She was a maniac, is what she was. Yeah, that's that's not to... That's not to put that on all Lutherans or anything. So Edward's father... (laughs) I I have friends that are
2: Lutheran. (laughs) (laughs) I have a Lutheran friend. My best friend is Lutheran. So Edward's father, George Gein, on the contrary... Fuck off. What? That's such a shit name. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Was a meek man who drowned his unhappiness in whiskey. Augusta despised Mm, George.
1: This is one thing I'm going to say
0: that I don't really mean, but at the same time... Kill your wife. Um, <laughs> Augusta dis- honestly, that's one murder which would have helped avoid at least two. I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, would train tracks the <laughs> thought, th- 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 you know? I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Augusta is a monster,
2: she's a fucking monster of well, a woman. She was the basis for Mother Bates in the psycho movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, get yep, rid well, of that. Slut. Ed Gein was Norman,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. He was the inspiration for Norman Bates. He was the inspiration for Leatherface and um, Buffalo Bill. And Buffalo Bill, yeah, those you are know, the three main ones. I've never seen any of those movies. Holy shit! I have seen Silence of the Lambs. Uh, I've seen you bits and not pieces seen of Psycho. Silence of the Lambs? I have seen Silence of the okay. Lambs. Yeah, I saw. Again, mom, mom loved true crime.
1: Huh. I've seen bits and pieces of Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. but most of them are the um, Anthony Hopkins bits, right? Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I do know the one about the lotion in the basket.
1: Yeah. In the the hose. Uh Uh-huh. That's about
2: it. Yeah. But it's because of Gein that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was able to say it was based on a true story. Yeah. uh Uh-huh.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Butcher of Plainsfield also said it was based on a true story, but it really just ran like a knockoff Leatherface. Oh, I'm sure. Like knockoff Texas Chainsaw Massacre
2: is stupid. (laughs) I watched like 10 minutes of it. So Augusta despised George for his alcoholism and his lack of ability to hold a job, both of which further solidified Augusta's iron fist ruling of the household and gave way to frequent bouts, bouts of violent outbursts from both of them. She would apparently beat the shit out of him.
0: Like what? regularly. And he, I he can't
2: would, believe it.
0: He would come home drunk. They would get into a fight. Oh, I say beat the shit out of him. It, it was a lot of like slapping it. I mean, I get it. It was no real, like, bodily injury type stuff, but it it was physical altercations. It was absolutely domestic violence. Right. But it was mostly, like, her slapping him type of stuff. Because he would come home reeking of whiskey. She would get mad and start telling him what an awful sinner he was. And apparently, uh,. They met, so everybody in town, in La Crosse County, Wisconsin, where Augusta's from, everyone fucking hated her, like, even before. Ooh, do you know what I just thought of that's kind of fucked up? Hmm.
1: It's really only considered domestic violence if you're grown, because if you're a kid and it's your parent, and they pop you on the mouth, quote unquote, Uh
0: that's not a crime. No. And it definitely should be. So everyone in town fucking hated her and there was no chance she was ever going to get married or procreate. Like right. if then, any sorry. Then George moved in. Uh he was from out of town. He was he was kind of moving around, getting jobs where he could cuz he wasn't very good at having jobs and uh been there felt and yeah. he met Augusta and they both kind of hid who they really were from each other <laughs> for quite some time. So dating uh-huh <laughs> well he man I think I think that explains a lot about your generation but <laughs> <laughs> he hid uh he hid his alcoholism and he was able to keep jobs for a little while long enough to get the marriage to go through and she was night not quite such a domineering monster while they were dating it wasn't until after the marriage that she really showed her true colors she reminds me of uh you 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 said the the mother from uh psycho but on a more comedic note she reminds me of the mother from uh waterboy
2: okay yeah yeah the devil except oh, except
0: less less loving
1: <laughs> foosball is the devil uh-huh. i was just going to say that if anything if you're going to hit somebody and it not be a crime it should probably be the person who
2: has a developed enough brain to understand why the fuck they just got hit uh-huh. right so, in 1901, one year after their marriage, Augusta would give birth to their first child, Henry Geen, in the Cross County, Wisconsin. Five years later, Augusta would reluctantly allow George into her bed once again. This time, praying that she would be blessed with a baby girl. That—that's a direct last podcast quote. <laughs> reluctantly allowed George into her bed. Wow! Well, for a second, the cake song.
0: I mean it's like so weird that it was so recently
1: that yeah she i don't know she sounds like a fucking monster, but like also a- asexual to me, like she seems like she really didn't fucking enjoy the idea or the act of sex,
2: sure like yeah she she didn't well she believed that sex was sin it,
0: and it was yeah it was well it was your because beliefs of
2: religious beliefs. It, When's the last
0: time you chose what you believe? I mean since I've been an adult for the most part.
1: I mean like really deep down spiritually what you believe. Like not what not what you not like I don't believe in ghosts because there's no evidence, but I mean like I believe that the moon has a will. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I can't Probably, get that out of my head. Uh,
0: the, the last time I really made my own decision about something that I believed. I was like 13 when I left religion behind. And that was deciding that you did not believe what they, what the other people in this religion believed. Right. Yeah, and then, and then finding, finding what I did believe right. is, you know, a lifelong journey after that. But sure.
1: My point is, is that religion isn't really where you go to find belief. Religion is where you go once you figure out what you believe. So what I'm saying is she didn't – it wasn't because of her religious values. It was because of her internal beliefs that she was like this because that's how everybody is. Like because I believe what I believe, I think I am – if I'm in public, I'm polite. You know what I mean? I don't like to be – mean i try to be kind i try to be nice when it's appropriate you know what i mean like i I act the way i act because of what i believe internally whether i can vocalize that or not sure she acted the way she did because of things like that i also
0: because she was a woman born in the late 1800s exactly and that's kind of where i was getting at is
1: like it sucks that a lot of this behavior can probably be tracked to a lifetime of hating the way that you are supposed to live as a woman with her restrictive beliefs you know what i'm saying it's society can fuck people up
0: yeah it very much it It does it it, every day it led to a lot of dead bodies here (laughs) (laughs)
2: So, the prayers to have a baby girl apparently fell on deaf ears, as in 1906, she gave birth to Ed. Now, despite feeling betrayed by God, Augusta vowed to not let her this son of hers grow up to be yet another horrible, sinful man like her husband. Whew. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, at one point, the Gein family owned a market where they sold produce as well as meat. Harold Schechter... Uh, describes the formative experience to a horrific effect in his book, Deviant. Let me get a geener ready. It's just like, I just, I'll try
1: to say what I want to say after you do your thing. And then we can do the giener. Okay.
2: So behind the meat and grocery store was a windowless wooden outbuilding, which was forbidden to enter to Ed. As a result, it exerted a tremendous fascination. Ed had seen animals being led into the rear of the uh, shack, and on several occasions he had heard a fearful bellowing coming from behind its sagging boards.
1: Can I say a combination of things that I think matters?
0: Okay. That's what podcasts are for. Sick.
2: Um,
1: It's not a good sign that they own a butcher shop, that she specifically wants to prevent her son from doing things at an age when that's all you want to do now. That's part of growing up, is you want to do what your parents tell you you can't. Yeah. And, boy, if you try to, if the harder you work against that, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. And um, also, another common, uh, the final ingredient in this shit pie is um, a mother who thinks that everyone else in the world is a dirty sinner.
2: Uh-huh curiosity blazed in ed and one day when his parents weren't around he went out of the back door of the grocery and stepped quickly into the prohibited place the door was open a crack enough for him to peer inside there hanging upside down from a chain on the ceiling was a slaughtered hog his father stood to one side of the animal holding it steady while his mother slit the long bladed knife down the length of its belly pulled open the flaps, reached inside, and began to work at the glistening ropes of its bowels, which slid out of the carcass and onto a into a large metal tub at her feet.
0: Harold Schechter uh, has
2: such a way with words. Mm-hmm. He does. He's, he's because... the one who wrote the book on uh, fish that I used. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that is... He's
0: an incredible, incredible uh, true, true crime, crime
1: biography writer. I, I have seen animals disemboweled because my family hunts. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: Would you describe them as glistening ropes?
2: Yes. That is what they are. Uh-huh. So both his parents had long leather and it, aprons. And the smell is fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, splattered with blood. He must have made some sort of noise because his mother turned completely around to look at him. And for the rest of his life, he remembered the moment with an uncanny clarity.
0: Giener. Uh-huh. Um, wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. Before the before the Giener, I just want to say, like, this is this is the worst kind of story because I, I can see why. Yeah. uh You know, like it's so easy to see why. And I just,
0: it's, we're already, he's, he hasn't even hit his teens. It would have been so preventable. He hasn't even hit his teens yet. And you can already see exactly what's happening to his brain. You see the fucking
1: pieces falling into place. Like Mm -hmm. it's, Fucking fate, and it sucks. There was sucks. another – I've,
0: I've, got, I've got the Geener locked and loaded and ready okay, to go. But there was another instance where um, he was at the top of the stairs, and he started to fall. And this is one of his earliest memories. And his mother grabbed him and held him by the shirt and, like, screamed at him for almost falling down the stairs. <sighs> Excuse me. And he didn't know – why she was screaming at him, he knew that he had done something very, very wrong, something horrible, and he knew that his mother had saved him. So, did you hear that the defense department called on Ed Gein? They yeah. wanted him to ship arms to Vietnam. Jeez. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Oh. Why won't anyone play poker with Ed Gein? He yeah. might come up with a good hand.
2: <sighs> trying to figure something with poker face (laughs) i was thinking of like uh,
1: because you never know what's in his hand but then that didn't make sense or know what hand he has maybe um yeah i do just want to jump off kind of what you just said like that is how a child's brain works like my mom was bipolar is bipolar i guess that doesn't really go away but When I was a kid, it got bad sometimes, and she would, like, yell at us. That's how I learned a lot of the cuss words that I say now. Um, And I remember the first time my mom said fuck. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I remember the shock. Like, I mean, damn hell, your granddaddy would say that shit. Like, whatever. Um, My dad even used to say little words like that, you know, when I was very small. And... It just, I remember being like, ooh, I don't know what that is, but that's worse. Like, that's somehow that's worse. Um, And so
2: now I use it all the time. So frantic to protect her family from the evil that she believed lurked around every corner, Augusta insisted that they move from La Crosse, a, quote, sinkhole of filth, she thought, to Plainfield. Even there Augusta had a f- had the family settle outside of town since she believed that living in town would corrupt mm. her two young sons.
0: Mind you, uh Plainfield? Yeah. Known as the Great Dead Heart of Wisconsin. Awesome. It was a town of 700 people. Is it still known as that today or Uh maybe? I don't <laughs> think so. What was it known as again? The Dead Heart of Wisconsin, the Great Dead Heart, heart Dead Heart of of Wisconsin, Wisconsin. and also bear in mind—that's so rad. (laughs) Bear in mind the time period here too, because we're not that far after the Dust Bowl, right? Mm. We're not that far after the Great Depression. Oh yeah, that's and World War One ended not that long ago, and World War Two is World War Two is starting at this point in the story. Wait, wait, wait. He was born in thirty. What? He was born in nineteen oh six. Oh, so when he's a kid, he's already he's experiencing the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl, and yeah, yeah. Okay, okay,
2: yeah. And
0: that, seeing so World War One come and go, uh, both World War One and World War Two. Uh, neither him nor his brother uh, took part. Uh, I think. World War One was nineteen seventeen. 17? Yeah, they would have been too young for World War One. Mm-hmm. They did not get drafted for uh, World War Two because Ed had a uh, a droopy eye mm-hmm. that obscured his vision just enough that he was unable to uh, take part. Asked the thing, yeah, yeah. He he was cleared medically mm-hmm. to not be drafted for World War Two. And um, Damn, I is don't. It, is I, it bad that I kind of was like,
1: man, if he would have went to World War Two, maybe regardless of whether he died or not, it could have been a better outcome.
0: Maybe, but you also have other killers who did go to war. Like, for example, uh Dom. Well, I mean, Dahmer never went to war, but Dahmer had military training, which he used yeah. to carry out his murders. Yeah, could have been he's worse. Not the I only guess. one. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, I think you the never killer was a mm-hmm. military man because he used like his. Ability for like to stay motionless for hours. Yeah, but so as a result, Ed Gein only ever left his family iso- family's isolated farmhouse to go to school. But he failed to establish any meaningful connections with his classmates, mm. who remembered him as a socially awkward and prone to odd, unexplained fits of laughter. Um, classmates also noted that he would tend to mimic their mannerisms and often kept an eerie grin on his face. What's more, Ed's lazy eye and speech impediment made him an easy victim for bullies. Mm-hmm. When he occasionally did begin to make a friend, he would come home happily telling his mother about them, only for her to rant about how awful that family is and forbid <coughs> Ed from associating with them. That, that's, my,
0: uh, that's my the mom from Waterboy moment. Yeah. She's like, God, Little damn. girls is the devil. <laughs> I.
1: Oh, it sucks because I. See so many parallels to me, but like offset by just a little bit, like, yeah, Yeah, it's so fucked because, like, I offset by quite a bit, Mm. realistically. Well, not the way it's written, Uh, uh like, definitely the way it played out for sure. But like, it was like I would come home excited about a new friend, and my mom would be like, you know encouraging me to make friends Uh because it was awkward for me to make friends because of course I was neurodivergent but I didn't know that yet and so when I did make a friend it was like a big deal and then but also she would she wouldn't let me go sleep at most other people's houses because of like the area of the neighborhood or because of some shit that they said in a PTA meeting or whatever so like that part I I kind of identify with. Mm-hmm. Um like it it's just it's just weird. Like I didn't ha- I had a, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just like imagining
0: the small changes in your life that could have happened. Sure. Uh, again, that's what I think makes to make you a whole monster. Such an interesting case in the world of serial killers. Because I was also bullied at school because I'm biracial and I went to a
1: black school from pre K to sixth grade. And then I moved to Yulee and went, mm-hmm. and that was a private school, by the way. It was a private black Catholic school. Sure. And then I moved to Yulee. Uh huh. And it was a public, a public white almost school, entirely
0: white school. Yeah.
1: Where the only other motherfucker in it was like Derek Henry. Uh huh. And his cousin, who I hated. Yep. I don't know what he's like now, but I know, like, in high school, he sucked.
0: Yeah, I've not heard... I I never knew him in high school, but I've not heard positive reviews. He, he
1: wasn't, like, a bully. He was just, like, one of those kids that's, like, too
0: big for their own uh-huh. riches. Well, he definitely hung out with the kids that were bullies. Oh, for sure. And that's... It, by association, you just don't really want anything to do with them. Yeah. Anyway. And, like, it just is
1: wild to think of, like... If I didn't have
2: the examples that I had, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Ed Gein, or not Ed, I'm sorry, Henry Gein, his brother, on the other hand, had learned to keep his relationship secret from their mother. We're also kind of lucky that we learn
1: by seeing and not by hearing mm-hmm. as kids because seeing my parents versus him seeing his parents yeah. is a whole different world yes. of experience. So, yes, there might be slight. Th- like you can view it's, it as
2: similar, but it's really, like the you said, that are there very are fucking major, different. Yeah. Like. So despite all this, Ed adored his mother. He absorbed her lessons about the world and seemed to embrace her harsh worldview. Though Henry sometimes stood up to Augusta, Ed never did. And In- certainly George never did. Yeah.
1: George is the dad. Henry is the bigger brother. Uh-huh.
2: Ed is Ed. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, entertainment in the Gein household was limited to Augusta's reading of her favorite Bible passages from the Old Testament, many of which focused on the filthiness of women. Jesus Christ. Augusta would also... Or I guess not yet. Yeah, huh This is Old Testament. <laughs> Augusta would also instruct her two boys in the ways of masturbation, insisting that this was a sin lesser than that of the touch of a woman. <laughs> that is an interesting fucking take. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Wow! Yeah, Yeah, that's going to... We're going to keep a... Wow! We're going to keep a very important pin in that (laughs) bit of information, because that's that's one of the most major things that I think caused Ed to do what he did. I am now imagining what
1: that instruction must have been like, and like, wow.
0: And there's debate as well on like whether or not... um, Oh, my arms are folded. We hit hands <laughs> like just that fast. <laughs> There's debate on whether or not Augusta did molest Ed or Henry. I do not think that she did, depending on your definition of molestation. Be- yeah. Because instructing them in masturbation, obviously a crime. C- clear, clearly it, a crime. It has especially to be, heinous. It
1: has to be. It must be. It must Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely,
0: especially heinous. Wow. As far as like, like, okay. For for pleasure. No, no, absolutely not. She did not because she hated sex. She hated it. She was basically like, you're going to need to do this so
1: that you don't touch girls.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, exactly that. And that's why, uh, uh, that's somehow uh, worse, man. Give you another Geener. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, as a house guest, Ed Geen expected to be waited on hand and
2: foot. Oh my God! So by the mid 1930s, George's drinking would catch up with him, leaving him largely unable to care for himself, and even more largely ignored by a family that hated him in 19. 19-
0: be- because they were both such
2: mamas boys, right. She hated him. They hated him. In 1940, he would pass away with no specific cause of death listed aside from being credited to his years of heavy drinking. Augusta would shed no tears, asserting that he died of weakness and was now swimming in a lake of fire along with all the other sinners. Following his father's death, Henry took up the mantle as the proverbial man of the house, although we know who really called the shots, uh, Mm -hmm. working as foreman on road construction crews throughout the 1940s. Ed, on the other hand, would find work in the last place you would expect for one of history's most gruesome men. Would you like to guess where he worked, Ruben? The last place I would expect.
0: Uh, I literally put in the script, make Ruben guess. (laughs) It it can't be
1: a school. Is it a hotel? No. Mm -hmm. Hmm, Hold on. How many guesses do I get?
0: Uh, I'm going to give you two more guesses. You get three total. Got it.
1: Trying to force my brain into one <laughs> mode of thought is hard sometimes. Sure, but was sorry, like doctor's I've, I've inad-
0: office. No, I've inadvertently mm. given you editing to do for this part. Sorry. Was it?
2: Was he like a bus driver? Nope. No. Damn. Ed Gein, was it taxis. Nope. Shit. The butcher of Plainfield was an amazing and well-loved babysitter. Wow. <laughs> yes. Though Ed was nervous and awkward around his adults. The- fuck in the 50s? Uh-huh.
0: Well, yeah. Uh 40s, 40s at this point, yeah. Okay,
1: wow. Mid 40s would be I guess that would be like the the advent of really starting to need them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What with World War 2 starting up and all. Well, it's it was... World War
0: 2 being in full swing uh yeah. or just ended at this point, but yeah. De- depending on exactly what year cuz World War 2 ended 43 42? 46, I think. Really? Pretty sure. I'm going to just look it up, y'all. I was going to say, because the, the atomic bombs...
2: Was 40... Th- maybe it was 43.
0: I thought it was later. I know the atomic bombs happened right at the very end of right. World right. I mean, War II. Right, I that's what stopped it. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, that was... Um, World War I, 1914 to
1: 18, and the second one was 39 to 45. 45. 45,
0: man. Okay, yeah, so it went on for a couple more years after the bombs. Well... Yeah.
2: Like, no,
0: no. The bombs were like the bombs is what one of the Germany
2: it, and and Italy surrendered already after D Day.
1: One of the things that made the war stop in its tracks was the bombs. Yeah, that was like this the got main Japan fucking to, thing. Yeah,
0: stop. right.
2: But Japan was the last ones to surrender. Yeah.
0: Which again, we're gonna get into a little bit more World
2: War Two stuff uh, as probably right as episode two is starting. So though Ed was nervous and awkward around adults, the take-you-as-you-are nature of children put him at ease. As a result, Ed would come to be known as the town's go-to babysitter. He was regarded as good-natured, caring, and trustworthy. At this point in his life, the most suspicious thing about him was his undying devotion to a woman who had no compassion to be spoken of, his mother.
0: People in town, uh, as Ed got older, uh, actually quite... Liked him. It's they thought he was really, really weird. Other farmers would like you would view play pranks on him. You would view him as the autistic kid at school that's
1: like kind of weird, but still like generally cool. They so and
0: man, what a fucking snapshot of a different life he could have had. I know, I know. Um. He was known around town as an oddball. That's that's the yeah. word that comes up with him over and over and over and over again, especially like in Deviant. They were talking about it a lot on the last podcast episodes about... Ed.
1: Uh, he's a little quirky, but we like him.
0: Exactly. They were like, that, that Ed, he's a bit of an oddball, but if you need help on the farm, you can call him and he'll come help you. Um, but yeah, like it's...
1: Yeah, that's how you would view like a slightly... Mm-hmm neurodivergent person who was still generally fitting in in society they were you know everybody kind of liked him
2: yep
0: he had some friends at uh at a nearby like another farmhouse um where he would often go over there and he would help him with a little bit of work on the farm then they'd treat him to dinner of uh pork chops and macaroni
1: damn
0: that sounds really fucking good actually (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they would watch i love lucy together oh that's sweet Yep. He also, though, uh, he did make women uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, yeah, no way. Because he, he would, like, go to eat at somebody else's house and uh, he would just be staring at the women in the kitchen, like, relentlessly until he got noticed. Yeah. And then he would just leave.
2: That reminds me. And that's I'm actually so this fucked. Will be the f- first actual tangent that, that we're going that's not related. I saw apparently in California, there's a guy going around like Barnes and Noble's bookstores, uh-huh. and will find women who are sitting there reading,-huh and come up behind he'll like be on his knees like he's looking at a lower shelf book uh-huh. and will crawl up behind them and just sniff their ass. Jesus, yeah. And one girl, like she noticed that he kept like showing up where she was so she put her camera or her phone on the shelf to record behind her and saw him coming up and she turned around and she goes what are you what are you doing and he goes oh i'm tying my shoe my bad yeah he he got arrested luckily thank so, god yeah all right that's more more than
0: they can do to the flasher that runs around the fucking island every few months
2: i didn't know that was an issue
0: you didn't no, no i didn't either really
2: Really? Neither one of us live on the island. I yeah,
0: I guess that's true. No, there's a fucking guy. He's in a, a black car with really, really tinted windows. He will ask women to come up to his uh, come up to his car to give him directions, mm-hmm. and uh, he will be sitting in the driver. He'll have them come up to the passenger side, where you can't really see his face. You can only see like from the shoulders down because of the angle of the car, and he will just be jerking it. Awesome.
2: Yep, Ed. He does it every fucking few months. So increasingly, Ed's devotion to Augusta would become a point of contention between him and Henry. This conflict came about rather strangely late in life, as both men were in their mid to late 30s by this point. Now, allegedly, Henry confronted Ed about how his relationship with Augusta seemed unhealthy and maybe having a negative impact on his life. This was a massive blindside for Ed, who regarded their mother as nothing less than an absolute saint. It's this sudden confrontation that may have led Ed to his first mental break and first alleged murder. On the night of May 16, 1944, Henry and Ed set out to clear some vegetation in their fields by burning it away. But only one of the brothers would live through the night. Now, the complete circumstances surrounding Henry's very likely murder are obscured even today. It's believed that the wind may have picked up, turning their controlled burn into a forest fire, which required assistance from the fire department to put out. Now, while Henry continued to attempt to stop the fire from spreading, Ed went to get help. The fire department arrived and was able to stop the fire, but that's when he said he was unable to find Henry. Ed returned to town once again to assemble a search party with the help of the police. Returning to the woods, Ed was miraculously able to guide the group straight to where Henry's lifeless body was found. When asked about how he was able to locate the body so quickly, He simply shrugged and replied, funny how that works.
0: Wow. Uh Yeah. Yep. And so there's still people who will say, nah, I don't think Ed killed his brother. Ed totally. uh, He fucking uh, killed his brother, y'all. Opinion time. Ed Gein killed his fucking brother. For sure. This was not long after the interaction that they had where Henry was like, hey, maybe you and Mom have a weird relationship that's not good. That is a fratricide
2: (laughs) it just happened on screen so while no explicit evidence exists to call henry's death a parallel to cain and abel no one can deny that the circumstances are incredibly suspicious Now, while henry was found on a patch of scorched earth all of his clothes and body were unburned in fact the only marks on him were severe bruising to his head Weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, shocking, right? Funny how that happens. Funny how that works. His official cause of death was suffocation due to smoke inhalation, with the bruising being a result of hitting his head on a rock as he passed out. Uh-huh. Ed was I, the- I couldn't find anything about whether or not there was a rock by <laughs> his head. Ed was never even suspected at the time, as everyone in town regarded him to be so exceptionally harmless that they were unable to even fathom the idea of him being guilty of murder. Y'all you
0: know that's how that fucking works, right? Uh-huh. Uh, what well, is... and it's also like Henry was uh, kind, of, kind of a burly dude, right? Like he had been working road construction right. for a long time. Whereas Ed, Ed had the farm strength. Right. He did. He worked on a farm. Yeah. Ed was a strong dude. Anyone who has ever worked on a farm has farm strength. You may not be big and bulky, but you can throw a fucking bale of hay.
1: Yeah. You just figure out how to do it, y'all.
0: It. it it's I, a I have, have worked kind of, on a farm, yeah.
1: and that shit is you just you just do it.
0: But there there is an, a legitimate physical strength there, as a result of it. Even if your arms aren't big, it, there's yeah. a strength there that is unassuming. But uh, aside from that, he looked very gaunt, Right, was, is the word that gets used to describe him all the time. He's just, he looks like a frail little man. Even when he was relatively young, he looked like a frail old man. That's so unfortunate for him.
2: Yeah. What is certain is that the result of Henry's death was that the Gein family now consisted of only Ed and his mother, who he worshipped. Now, unfortunately for Ed, this moment of bliss would not last long. Shortly after Henry's death, Augusta would suffer a stroke. She was hospitalized as a result and bedridden for quite some time. Ed saw this as his opportunity to finally prove his worth to her. He tended to her every need and request, rarely leaving her bedside. Still, his efforts were barely acknowledged. Eventually, Augusta would be cleared to leave the hospital and return to the family farm towards the end of 1945, Ed and Augusta would drive to a neighbor's house to purchase some straw for their livestock. When they arrived, they were greeted by a scene of the neighbor brutally beating a puppy to death as his girlfriend screamed for him to stop. Jesus. Uh Uh-huh. Augusta was appalled, not by the horrific act of animal cruelty, but by being exposed to the evil sight of a man living with a woman to whom he was not married. She would not spend... I'm sorry, she would spend nearly all of her waking moments screaming and ranting about the immorality for the next week. It's Y'all know how, like,
0: when someone has a stroke, there's a certain mental deterioration that can sometimes be associated with it that makes a person who was already kind of mean even meaner? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's very, like, Augusta, who was already maybe the meanest human being on the face of the earth, outside of Nazi Germany. I may have mentioned her racist great-grandmother. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And she had that stroke, which was severe enough to leave her bedridden for, like, weeks. And when she finally was up and at it again, she went and saw something horrible. Not not the puppy dying, but yeah. the man living with a with a woman to whom he was not married. Right. Uh. And she went absolutely apeshit for, for the next week. Yeah.
2: So she ranted about the immorality for the next week before a blood vessel would finally burst, dropping dead of a second stroke at the age of 67 and leaving Ed all alone.
1: <laughs> she killed herself with rage? Yes, yes dude. <laughs> she literally, she got so mad, she died. I, listen, I don't know what you believe but I know that that woman is in hell. I don't even believe in hell, and she's right. there. Like
0: exactly, <laughs> like exactly.
1: That's what hell is. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, wow.
0: So and just just because we, we did we did dead puppy. So uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> Ed Gein was really popular with the ladies. There were always women hanging around his place. Jesus oh that's the God. last one for the episode. Now, it's impossible to truly know... I don't know know what's worse. (laughs) I don't know if the episode or the
2: Geeters are worse. (laughs) It's impossible to truly know if the final absence of his mother was the root cause of what was to come for Ed, or if it was just the final straw that awoke something that had been waiting for years to come out. What we do know is that without anyone else around, Edward Theodore Gein was about to dive headfirst into a life of depravity and deviance, the likes of which could only be rivaled by the Nazi con- concentration camps, which Gein some became somewhat obsessed with. Oh, no. And that is where we will leave you hanging until next... God, you asshole. <laughs> until next week, as we bring the story full circle back to the gruesome scene at the farmhouse. God damn. Yeah. So, I told
0: you it would be a little bit of a shorter one. Yeah. That was my goal, because I think the next one's going to be a little bit longer, because there's going to be a lot of... I'm going to have to find more geeners because I almost exhausted that <laughs> list on the easy episode. I'm asking you as a friend. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. I'm so. going to do a whole midweek that's just geeners, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, we don't really have any announcements right now. Um, uh, if If you... Oh no! This episode won't be heard
0: before we record the next one. No, damn. Why? I was gonna say if anyone comes up with any good geeners, send them to me. Oh yeah, no. Do that anyway,
2: though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> there was a Weird Al song. I forget which album it's off of called "Party at the Leper Colony." <laughs> Fuck. It's it's basically all geeners. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's so. All right, guys. So, thank you for listening. Um, we always appreciate it. And uh, fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Be and good to yourselves. Shout out to the plant babies. Shout out to the plant babies <laughs> and their moms. Yep. Fuck the gitchles Or the Bitchells, sorry. The Sillies and the Garys. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.